Welcome to episode 38. Today is kind of great. A Story Mode, a video game podcast. The official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Vice President Jesse Morrow, and I am joined by Key Race Alert Keelan Simpson. Oof. And still counting votes in Pennsylvania, Simon Evans. Uh, isn't it um, Nevada that's still counting? I think they're all still counting fucking votes. There's votes everywhere. Well, Biden's won. I think he won Pennsylvania. Yeah, you know, he, he won. He yeah. thought he'd be I like how in my head before I'm like, should we get into politics in this episode? Um, so everyone, anyone listening to this down the track, we're recording the same day that Joe Biden basically got declared the winner. Yeah. Um, so we won't get into politics too much, but hey, Donald Trump sucked my dick. Um, how are you guys doing? You don't, you don't want him to do that. You probably get some weird STDs. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Did you see what happened with the whole Four Seasons um, landscaping thing? No. So they're going to have a press conference. This is the um, the Republicans. They're going to have a press conference, and they want to have it at the Four Seasons Hotel, which is where they have a lot of presidential um, conferences and speeches and stuff like that. But they booked the wrong one. <laughs> And they ended up booking at like a Four Seasons landscaping or something like that. <laughs> it was a shitty little landscaping store between a crematorium and an adult bookstore. Beautiful. And they had a press conference in the car park where Rudy Giuliani, the goblin himself, found out mid-speech that they had been declared the losers. That is so Beautiful. appropriate. It was. That is amazing. But like, it was it was like outside of art. <laughs> it was just watching this man crumble. Then he like has this moment where he's like always like screaming to the sky. It's very very fun. This is a good week as well because we've had that um, for all of our all of our buddies in Victoria. You know our cases of COVID have dropped. Freedom. W- Freedom. <laughs> I don't know why I went Arnie there. Oh. WA just kicked Clive Palmer's ass. Fuck off, you fucking we get, dick. We get two new consoles this week. It's a, good, it's, it's a pretty good time. You could it say is, that. It is a pretty good time. I yeah. have a gin and tonic. That's good. I have Beautiful. a- Beautiful. I have a house now. You have a hey. house as well. Simon's <laughs> in a house. <laughs> I did, Thanks I, for all the Patreon money. He's been living under a bridge this whole time. Yeah. Like moving in and out of cardboard boxes and stuff. But How's the new house going? Yeah, good. Um, It's weird still to go, oh yeah, this is my house. Like I own this and I can do what I want with it as opposed to like that sort of renting mindset. It's like, oh, I shouldn't put this up. Oh, I shouldn't put that up. It might damage the walls, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm like, no, fuck it. I can do what I want. <laughs> I can do whatever I want in this. You should Hell's get a hammer it. and put up one hole in one wall as a show of dominance. To the house, yep. Yeah, I'm going to show to you. To the house. I'm going to be anyone there, comes right. like, who's, who's- Remember who fucking owned you. Yeah. <laughs> anyone comes inside, it's like, who did that? It's like, the boss. The big boss man did it, okay? Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I hope my landlord doesn't, uh, doesn't find out. Wait. Oh. I'm the landlord. <laughs> I am the lord in this house. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, like I said, we've got two new consoles coming out this week. Well, two, kind of kind of four, but the Xbox Series S and the digital PlayStation, let's not worry about them for now. We have the Xbox Series X and the PS5 coming out Tuesday and Thursday, respectfully, um, in Australia. Now, I'm in the Series X, very exciting, getting on Tuesday, and 
Simon and myself again, the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are Lauren and Josh on Thursday. Keelan, what's your excuse, buddy? I bought a hmm? GPU, man. Hmm? I'm still waiting hmm? for it. I might get no, fair, it next fair, year fair. if I'm lucky. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Because yeah. PC gaming so fucking easy. It all makes sense, doesn't it? Jesse, I- shut up, okay? I'm already <laughs> having second thoughts today. No. Don't rub it in. It's getting worse, okay? <laughs> PC gaming <laughs> is fucked. Sorry, just going on a tangent real early on. Last week, we had our Far Cry episode. Thanks for the thanks for the feedback regarding that one. It was a very, very fun episode to record. And because we're talking about Far Cry 3 so much and Lauren's passioned plea for the story of that game, I thought, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it on a PC. Um, it took hours to get it to work. Hours. And it was just like, I was going online to forums and stuff like, oh, what's happening now? I'm, like I said, I'm not very computer literate. Is it something I'm doing? No, there's problems that everyone's facing. I don't care how well it runs on PC with your frame rates and blah, blah, blah. It's not very accessible if you can't access it. Get out of here. The only game that should be played on PC is Age of Empires. And Zoo Tycoon. Yes. Payday 2 and Divinity 2 and... Final Fantasy fourteen and Final Fantasy fifteen. Basically, and, any you know what? MMO. Let's not get into. <laughs> yeah, if you can get if you can get them to work, you know what else is I mean, a good yeah. game? You know what else is a good game on on PC? Google Docs and the calculator. Because whenever <laughs> right. I sit at this goddamn PC, I think of work. Yeah, <laughs> sheets. I'm a sheets man myself. Sheets, sheets. No, I find sheets too hard for me. I like yeah, it. It's, um, it's, it's I, like clocked sli- I clocked slides like three weeks ago, though. Hey, nice. But I'm waiting for the DLC. Get out of here, Bill Gates. Yeah, got him. You've shown him. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, games coming out on things that work, today we're going to go through the launch lineup um, for the, the, the new consoles. Some of these games are exclusive to the PlayStation 5. Some of them are cross-play. Some of the- we're also going to go through Game Pass as a whole. But to start off with... Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, this will be the first game that I play on next-gen hardware. I'm getting this with my Xbox. Very, very excited to play it. Um, A follow-up to 2018's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I adored. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is probably in my my top five games the last five years or so. I really liked it. It got... I never finished it, though. It got a little bit bloated um, with all of its side quest, which we'll get into in a moment. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's, it's Vikings now. Um, they're taking over England. So, sorry sorry about that, Simon. I mean, look, Simon, how are you, you going to feel playing this? I mean, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> Ooh, That's a fair call. <laughs> Just not going to get the game. Damn, Jesse. <laughs> Got shut down. Fucking good answer. Now, I mean, we've gone through all these games quite a, quite a bit. So let's just kind of like open up to the floor. So, Simon, you're not interested at all. You're not a very big Assassin's Creed fan. I look, I loved one, I loved two, and I loved like the the two like the Ezio story. I thought those were oh, all a hero. phenomenal. And then three was a bit shit. Four was fine, and then Black Flag was fine. I yeah, I don't think it was oh, wow. great by any measure. I don't think any Assassin's Creed has ever been truly outstanding apart from number two. That is the huh. sole exception. Every other game has been perfectly fine. What, uh, out of curiosity, what makes number two the exception to that rule? 
I think because I was playing. That's the one you beat on the Pope, right? Um, that's the one you beat up the Pope because if, if, yeah. if that's the one you beat up the Pope then I can tell you what makes the game right yeah I'm pretty sure that's you the one you have to beat up the Pope yeah exactly um, <laughs> not enough games have that well because I think very early on in, in number two it makes the stakes crystal clear you're from a family of assassins and then your brother your dad and I think it's like your little brother as well all get caught at the same time because you just so happen to be out of the house and then you watch them all get murdered. And then it's like, right, bam, this is what happens if you're an assassin. Just straight up, you will get fucking killed. And so I, the stakes I, I will are say always I, pretty high, and I, I found the gameplay really fun. The dialogue was good. Ezio as a character is very enjoyable. And there, there was a lot of stuff that I, I really, really liked. I thought the progression was done very nicely too. And I don't, I didn't get that from any other Assassin's Creed game. I think we can get into this more because in future I do want to do kind of an Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, for sure. In review sort of thing. Um, but I do miss like times where it was more, it was a lot more focused on the story between the Templars and the uh, Assassins. Yeah. Nowadays that that is just sort of in the background. It's kind of like how Watch Dogs is at its core about surveillance, mm. but they keep adding stuff. So it's like it's it's there as a way to push the series forward, but mm. it is not the main focus. I kind of miss that. I, I, I am very pro-animus. I like the animus stuff. I like the future stuff in Assassin's Creed. Uh, I know I'm the minority, but... Yeah. I, I also like... Well, maybe not the future stuff, but I like the stuff that is out there and weird, like mythological and all of that mm. kind of stuff, which they've kind of gotten into in the later Assassin's Creed, so... I don't, I don't like that. So, I mean, this one's going to have the mythology, so... Mm. They really lent into that with some of the Odyssey DLC. Um, but this one will also have, you know, whatever it is, visions or drug trips or however the fuck you're going to do it, where you get to see Odin and Loki. Asgard. And all Asgard and all of our friends. All of our Before or after Marvel friends. God of War shows up. <laughs> clearing them out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Could you just imagine you're having a vision, then all of a sudden Kratos just goes. That's what I, I quite like about this. When it was first announced, Vikings, a lot of people were sort of like, "Hey, we just we just had Vikings with God of War." Um, it it seems to be not going as far into it, into the mythology as obviously mm. God of War does, but it also has its very un- own style of it. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of weird that you can have like Egyptian mythology brought up in dozens of games in Greek mythology brought up dozens of games and you never really get tired of it but then people were immediately like oh we had we had Vikings once that's enough but well, we didn't think- we didn't have Vikings in God of War we just oh, had but even like, Nordic, like Nordic Nordic mythology Norse mythology, Norse mythology is crazy and, interesting and it is but to be fair mm. it's only a tiny part of Assassin's Creed Valhalla like most of it is about just being a Viking and going on raids being and a killing and burning things. It'll, Sounds great. Well, that's the thing. It always sounds like you're like a misunderstood Viking because they keep building up. The whole story is about your Viking clan comes to England um, in search of a, a new home. Um, obviously, we all sort of know the Viking history. We're all raping and pillaging towns and, you know, nothing nothing good. Mm. But so in this game, are, are we meant to like Eivor? Like, are we are we a good person or not? It's really hard to tell. Well, Jesse, as you may have noticed, 
from our episode last week about the story of Far Cry 3 and the depths and the shades of grey that it explores. Perhaps that's going to be a central part of the story of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I hope so. I know you'd be yeah, capable that's, that's of it. I'd, I'd like to see something like that where, you know, perhaps you get given the option. Do you kill everyone in this village or do you let the women Elves, and children yeah. escape? Mm. You know, and, and perhaps different things have slightly different outcomes later on down the line, as an example. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, uh, I think there's potential. Um, I'll probably be uh, leaning on the side of just wiping out the village because the combat in this game looks fantastic. I love the idea that you can dual wield all weapons, except for obviously two-handed. Weapons. No, let me dual wield two great swords, motherfuckers. Yeah, you get four arms. Well, to be fair, ball, in a lot of games, you, you can do that as like a special ability. I would love mm. to see that in Assassin's Creed, to be honest. That'll DLC be Ubisoft, make it happen. You, you can even um, dual wield two shields. And use them offensively, which I'm all about. I'm going to be like an angry turtle, <laughs> just using my defenses against everyone. Donald Trump. Uh, imagine being. I think, I, and again, no. I think last time I went on a rant about medieval weaponry, I believe it was about the pole arm. But imagine being killed by a shield. What a dickhead! I, it definitely yeah. happened. Did, did, oh no, it happened like probably, almost. probably daily. Yeah, didn't Legolas Hourly. kill a whole bunch of people with the shield? Or yeah, something. He just- <laughs> yeah, he's because Legolas surfed down some stairs, shooting people with the arrows, and then the the orc shield went out and it pierced a guy. That was cool. So what yeah. you're saying is they should introduce Legolas into oh, Assassin's Creed. No, wait, wait, wait. Because um, hang on, right? One of my favorite things from Breath of the Wild is being able to shield surf. If you put that in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I might even consider picking up no. the game. If because it's a dual wielding, you need to be able to skilled skate. Skilled skate, shield Skilled. skate. We no, put no, a shield, shield on both no, on either foot. No, no, no. You shield, you shield surf on one, and then you have the other one directly in front of you as you go like downhill. Shield directly in front of you whilst you're surfing on your other shield and just knock everyone out of the way. That'd what happens fun. if your enemy is uphill? Then you don't die, let I that guess. happen. Just don't. Yeah, you need the higher ground. At, yeah. Like I mean, we've seen Star Wars. We know what happens. Exactly right. <laughs> Fucking now, Darth whole- Vader's anyone to learn from. <laughs> the other uh, the, uh, upside of taking down villages is you get resources to upgrade your own village. And upgrading your own village will allow you to um, get different benefits. So you have, like, an armorer there who's like, hey, you gave me a new roof. Have a new... Sh- have, a, have a third shield. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the idea of There's this whole like, thing, uh, this tickles my jimmies, Jesse. This makes me... Just, uh, my oh, jimmies man. are getting... He's getting, just wearing a shield as a hat. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> um, and yeah, you, like you, the you have like a, a, a shipyard. You upgrade that. You can have more people on your ship. Maybe some different songs. I found out they, there is a cat in the game. At least one cat. It's a ship cat, and you can um, get it to to jump onto your onto your boat, and it sits there and it meows and it, it boosts everyone's morale. Aww. Big fan. Of cats yeah. in games. We also have cats in Spider Man. Next generation. Generation of cats. I'm here for it. Yeah. I am here for it. I'm very intrigued to see how much you can customize this village. Because I, I love the village building mechanic. I I think it's going to be a little bit service level, kind of like Red Dead, um, with your little campsite. It's like, oh, you upgraded this. Now you can press 12 different button combinations to shave your face or some shit. I, I think it's going to be kind of like that. I would love in a, in a subsequent Assassin's Creed game for them to go down this path a little bit and like, 
hey, let me personalize my village a little bit. I really, I, I don't see it happening in that way at all because customizing your camp in Red Dead 2 is fucking pointless. Uh, all it did was advance certain like story things with certain characters. Um, whereas you're going to have actual utility here in these things. Um, back in the day, World of Warcraft had an expansion called Warlords of Draenor where you every oh, yeah. single player, they got their own base and they could establish different types of like um, uh, facilities in them. So some facilities would relate to... Um, like a smelting gym, or, YMCA, or something like, like that. Y- yeah, exactly. So you'd be able to get different types of materials for your crafting. You'd be able to do different things. You could go um, uh, like a herb garden where you could harvest all these herbs to use for herbalism herbs. and stuff. Yes, yes. herbs. herbs. So Dank that, upgrades. That's that's what I want to see here. And that's what I... It kind of looks like that, but, you know, could be wrong. I hope it's not surface level like Red Dead because that would be absolutely devastating that's, for me yeah that's the thing and there has been a fair bit of focus on it and that's part of the reason why i'm not sold on this game um i just i don't believe there's going to be enough substance in what they're going to try and make the core mechanics i don't think there's going to be enough substance within them to be more than just a fun little mechanic as a bit of a side thing yeah and that, that's, Ubisoft that's does do a fair bit with all their games they kind of add things in willy-nilly and don't put as much thought as I'd like them to. The cool idea is they don't really see them out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One thing that I'm very excited about this game is, like I mentioned earlier, Odyssey, I loved Odyssey, but I hit sort of a content wall where I had too many things going on, which is, I know it's my fault, but I had like 14 side quests going on across a gigantic map. Can you not just ignore and I was like, them? Uh, you can, but it was bugging me and it just, it just got to the moment where I was like, I have too much to do here, I'm done love it but i'm done um they're basically removing side quests in valhalla they're replacing something with activities which would be very very small but they want to make main quest richer the what the mission i'm seeing is compared to is the um what was it what was a little like weird real roughed up baby in the witcher 3 uh, botchling uh, the botchling yeah with the uh, botchling that, that whole mission with the the um the baron and stuff like that baron, yeah bloody baron that's that's bloody baron that was quite a few little missions that made up a, a, a longer quest and it was amazing mm-hmm. that whole string of missions is one of my favorites in a game i think they're going for that angle um, with uh, valhalla and all right, I'm interested. It makes sense. They don't want to have um, side quests in the game because if you're an, an invading force, why would a local farmer be like, hey, Eivor, can you please collect my four sheep? They've just run up the mountain. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, the fuck are you? Holy shit. You killed my son. It's all a bit messy. Also, another little thing I really like, Eivor, the main character, you can play male or female, or you can let the animus decide, but you can also swap at any time. Because that, and apparently that's going to play into the narrative as well. There's a mystery as to who Avil was. Ah. I do know that you can swap at any time. I do think that's a, that's a nice little Although, addition. I know there was some, uh, some criticism regarding how they did an Odyssey because you could play as Cassandra or... Alexios. Or Ma- or Alexios. But Cassandra was canon. Mm. So, I mean, did you play as Alexios? 
No. Who the hell played as no Alexios? One, no one did. I don't think no anyone did. played as Alexios. He was a fucking clown. Okay? Cassandra is a queen. Love Cassandra. But I, I it would suck that if you if you play through the whole game, you put 100 hours into the game, and then suddenly your character's not canon. That I'm, sucks. I'm It'll curious. be interesting to see how they do it. Can you customize how your Eivor looks? Like, I think to an extent. Um, I, I know you can get like tattoos and stuff like that. Like one of the things that you can get in your camp is like a tattoo artist who you can, you know, do that. But like the structure of their face and their hairstyle and that kind of thing. Can you? I'm going to need a big tattoo on my chest and it says, I'm not a Viking for stealth. Mm. I mean, look, if someone walked up to me with a huge tattoo on their chest saying, I'm not a Viking, I'd believe them. Well, what's the one thing that you can tell about that person? They're not a Viking. Fun fact, back in the whenever this game was, every person in England who wasn't a Viking, by law, had to have that tattoo so that you could tell that your name wasn't a Viking. <laughs> Speaking of weird shit, another game that's coming out. Uh, so this is going to be probably my first game played on the PlayStation because I'm very excited for this one. Bug Snacks. Hells yeah. yeah. It's going to be free for PlayStation Plus owners um, at launch. Guys, Bug Snacks has, has, has charmed the pants of me. Um, fuck, what can we say about Bug Snacks? You play as a, a, a Grumpus. The, the creatures are called Grumpuses. Like the, <laughs> the, the people in the game are called Grumpuses. Um, you play as a Grumpus, go into an island full of Grumpuses and full of Bug Snacks, and all of this is nonsense, and you're there to save. Find out the mystery of somebody who disappeared. Cool, you catch the Bug Snacks like Pokemon. I'm here for I'm it. sold. Grumpus um, yeah. is hungus. Oh, gonna I'm... eat some bug snacks. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Keelan saying. Yeah. I can't believe they stole your saying for this game. You guys game. have heard that one before, right? Yeah, come on, that's a common <laughs> saying. It's a classic, yeah. Um, Grumpus this- is hungus. Grumpus is hungus. Yeah. So eat some bugs- bug snacks. <laughs> that is actually what Missy Elliott says um, in backwards in, um, in Work It. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Anyway. uh, (laughs) I really like this game. It's super cute. It's adorable. Absolutely adorable. The the character designs, um, just they make me smile. And not many games are like, you pick up and it's like, okay, I'm happy. I'm happy just looking at this. Yeah. But earlier this week, um, I wrote up a preview for Bugsnax. Also, there's previews. There will be previews for all these games come launch time, but they've got a previews for previews up for some of them on storymodegaming.com, so go check them out. I spent a lot of time with them, so please give, give my, I, stroke my I, ego. I read through the Bug Snacks one, and I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, they're pretty good hey, articles, guys. Yeah, give it, it a go. fucking great. It was really um, good. I, I wrote that whole thing listening to the Kira Kira Bonito theme song for this game. And it burnt into my head, and I loved it. It's like a little rat's heart and stuff. Does, does that song not just make you smile every time you hear it? It's so good. I, this I whole game does. And this game looks seems genuinely funny. Yes, um, one of the things yeah, I does. wrote about is humor in games is so hard to nail, and I think unfortunately too uh, too many games go edgy with it. Mm. Borderlands. I find Borderlands yeah. aggressively unfunny because of how aggressively funny it's trying to be. It tries too hard, and it like it needs you to pay attention to every joke it says. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't care. There's no subtlety to this. Bugsnax is charming and it's sort of disarming in the, due to that. So they can do the slightest little joke, and, and and it'll make you laugh. 
I, I've watched trailers and actually laughed at them, so I think the game as a whole is going to be quite good. Plus, it's the team that made Octodad. Octodad's hilarious. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. Um, and I also want to mention, as you said before, it's on PlayStation Plus um, for free, which is going to save me money at launch day, which is fucking amazing. So, so 40 bucks. Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys about that because that's very curious to me. Um, should we be tempering our expectations because they are giving this game out for free like should we be saying like oh you know maybe it's not going to be like a big long experience maybe it's going to be a three-hour game or something like that oh, no, it's, it's that not a long shit. game it was it was going to sell at 40 bucks at, at retail yeah. so it was never designed to be like a, a full 70 hour epic but i i think this is really clever because think of all the games that are launching at the time this game was going to get buried mm-hmm. now that's free Everyone's going to play it. Well, f- free as in free via PlayStation Plus. With, but, I mean, that's that's a fair point because currently the only game that I've got pre-ordered for my PS5 is Miles Morales, like special edition. Um, and I was I was umming and ahhing about Bug Snacks, but it's going to be free on like fancy PlayStation Plus. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking just download it, and there we go. I've got two incredible games to play on launch, which I'm very happy about. I mean, I was I was going to just stick with one. I was going to just go, yep, yeah, cool. Got my Spider-Man. I'll be all right for a bit. Well, also, but- there is a, another free game that we'll get to in a moment. Mm, I'll be on yes. your console at launch. Yes. But, but moving um, yeah, on. Oh, I'm, excited. I'm excited about it. I'm, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I'm, I'm happy that it's going to be full free for PlayStation Plus members. I do hope that this counts towards, like, their sales, though, because I, I don't want the team to be like, oh, well, we didn't really sell any copies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure that they'd be compensated bit, in some way for... Yeah, I think, yeah. I think when they're going to get greenlit for a Bug Snacks 2, which, you know, fingers crossed. Fuck yeah. Um, Guys, if they could make a Knack 2, they could make a Bug Snacks 2. Let's be real here. Bug Snacks 2, <laughs> Snack in the Habit. Where? Huh? Moving along. Bug Knack. Oh, no. Bug Knacks. No, Bug Snacks Keelan. 2. Keelan Simon. Bug Knacks. No. Fuck Bug you, snacks bro. Bug snacks. Bug snacks two. The Bug snack snacks. Bug snacks three. <laughs> I'm here for okay. bug snacks two. The snacks. It's got knack, and he's made out of granola. <laughs> <laughs> and he's clearly the villain. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He eats granola by choice. Also, bug snacks has like this like weird horror underbelly to it, mm. which is very very uncomfortable. So in the first trailer, you see like this monster come out. It's, when you eat one of the bug snacks, you get like a body augmentation. So if you eat uh, a yeah, cabbage, cyber, you get like a leaves. Your heart out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's> a <laughs> cyberpunk, but cuter. Um, you eat like a cabbage and you make it like a lettuce leg or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Some, some sort of weird shit will happen yeah, to you. Because cabbages and lettuces people, are the same the thing. But people are fine. Sorry, Simon. Is that the issue you're going to bring up with eating a snack and then becoming the snack? Is that it's like, oh, lettuces aren't cabbages. Uh. I'm just saying, all right? They're not the same thing. Anyway. God, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat some chicken nuggets and kick you with my chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, you do that and everyone's fine with it. Man, that's fucked up. Moving along to a little game called Godfall. Godfall's going to be the, the... I'm excited for Godfall. I think this game actually looks really, really fun. Derivative as hell, but looks fun. Looks graphically, looks stunning. Cool three-player co-op. I think it's going to be a bit of fun. But I also think this is going to be the bomb of the launch titles uh, because people just aren't really interested in it. 
um, Godfall is basically it's Destiny meets Dark Souls. A, lo- a loot, a looter slasher, they're calling it. Um, Which I still think around. is a terrible fucking term, and they shouldn't have used that at all. But anyway. um, you go around, you got your different weapons. You got dual blades, a longsword, pole arm, which I'm pretty sure I bitched about a lot last time we spoke about it because who gets yeah. killed by a pole um a warhammer and a greatsword um, killed by the arm not the pole. killing all sorts of baddies <laughs> killing killing don't, don't bring up the, don't knacks. bring up the flag in assassin's creed though because we'll never hear the end of it don't oh my god flags you gonna bring a flag gonna bring a flag to a gunfight we're, we're not talking about flags we're talking about the new godfall launch trailer which i just watched recently and holy crap this game it, is gorgeous it's stupidly yeah, good this looking. is like eye bleedingly pretty yeah that is i right i do not like the look of godfall at all in terms of gameplay in terms of gameplay i i think it looks as you said derivative and as a result boring and unoriginal and kind of shit. I'm really, I couldn't be less interested in this game yeah. if I tried. I will concede, however, that it does look fucking incredible. Mm. The like graphical fidelity is outstanding and the art team should be proud of their work. Oh yeah, the, the designs in this game look really, really good. The combat think- team, on the other hand, should probably think about their choices a bit harder. I disagree. I think the combat looks fine. It's nothing special, but I don't think there's that much special stuff you could do here. You could either make it really, really hard and make it like a Bloodborne game, and you're going to kind of harm how many people are going to play it. I wouldn't play it personally. The other way, because it's a, a looter, it needs to be kind of arcadey, and that's what the combat feels like. Quite forgiving. Yeah, I, I want to see with that. how the three-player co-op works. Because I don't like multiplayer co-op games that much. Like, I think of like Raids and Destiny. The gameplay doesn't change because you have a squad. It's just, oh, this enemy can now take three times as much damage. You're not really changing how you play that much. So I'd like to see, like, can you do combos with your friends? Oh. I would like buff to... activate and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd like Interesting to see, to see how that how that all plays out. But, but then also, I mean, for example... Because um, the way, like, Monster Hunter, for example, deals with the multiplayer aspect um, in the sense that, oh, it doesn't really change the way that you play, but you and your teammates can directly affect each other. Yeah. Like, if if you use a greatsword and you whack someone with the greatsword, then they go flying up into the air. I wonder if they'll have that sort of friendly fire, as it were. That would be cool. Because that, I think, would make for some really clever gameplay. And you can be like, okay, cool. Well, he's got the greatsword. He's going to stand over there so he can't clip me. And that way I can continue doing my big DPS combo or whatever. And then the polearm guy's going to keep him at range and poke him in the nuts or something. That'll hurt. That'll get him. That's how you die to a pole. They've released a lot of um, short clips about this game, just like going through the combat and the the loot system and the crafting system and blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard enough about the enemies. I want to see the different enemy types. Show me a few different bosses. I've only really seen humanoid knights and such. Eh, show me like a big, big snail or a dog with four legs. Like a normal a, dog. A, a dog with four legs, yeah, as opposed <laughs> to all those other two-legged dogs that are running around the plates. You never know. In the land <laughs> of Godfall, in the world of 
insert Godfall location here, there are two-legged <laughs> dogs everywhere, okay? Well, okay, they call, but they you, call you, them children. You raise a very valid point, though, about the enemies, and I think that's where a lot of my concerns stem from, in that all of the demos, the enemies just fucking stand there. They don't do anything. Mm. They're not aggressive. They're not... Like, in, in a game like this, where you are supposed to be hyper-aggressive... You want to feel like there's something at yeah. stake here. Instead of just whacking a striking dummy, you want the enemy to fight back. You want to be under pressure. You want to have to think on your feet. And I haven't gotten a glimpse of that at all. And that's part of the reason why I'm so uninterested in this game. It'll be interesting to see the full um, gameplay once, you know, reviews and start start. I can't wait for the first reviews. I, I may uh, get it by the end of the week. I, I'm that intrigued by this game. As right. I said to you guys in the pre-show, if if I am proven wrong, if this game turns out to be one of the most fun sort of arcadey hack and slash adventures out there, I'll quite happily eat my words. But I will stand by my point until I am proven otherwise. Mm. I'm really on the fence because I, I want to see what else it has to offer because it hasn't shown enough to... 100% sell me but damn is this not this is one of those games you just put into your brand shiny new console and you show off to everyone you, you show it off yeah you absolutely use it to show off, yeah, to show um, off. Like, I've chosen another game on this list to show off because I know I won't be good at it but we'll get there in a moment so Demon Souls. What, one last that. thing as well is that while you we will be showing this off on your brand new PlayStation 5 you will most likely be able to show it off on your Xbox Series X as well in, um, in May time. May 21st. May. Oh. It's, yep. a it's a timed exclusive for consoles. Yeah. Cool. Which, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's got, hopefully it's got crossplay. Crossplay would do yeah, a lot for that, that, I, that, cool. I wonder if there's any kind of community left at that point of the game's lifespan. So. Um, maybe not, but there'll also be, there's, there'll then be a new <laughs> Xbox community. Yeah. And that can merge with the, like, the PlayStation stuck around with PlayStation. Cool. No harm. Um, yeah. it, I can imagine this becoming one of those games where it doesn't click with everyone, everyone, but similar to, say, like Warframe, it's doing really well, just bubbling away with its own crowd. I, agree, I, and, I know nothing yeah. about it, but people are happy with Warframe, so more power mm. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it do well enough, at, at least. I don't want to see any real game fail, but... Moving along to what will probably be the biggest game coming out this week, or the the most popular one at least, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out um, on launch day for the PS5. So this is sort of like a spin-off, I guess, of the 2018 Spider-Man game. Um, it's about Miles Morales. It's like a 10-hour-long adventure. Introduces us to the story of Miles Morales himself. Already getting reviewed. Um, We've all had PS5 reviews coming out. We've had Series X and S reviews coming out. I've had a few games and reviewed. And the Miles reviews have been stunning. I was quietly nervous about this game. And I don't know why. I think I, I, I loved Spider-Man 2018 so much. It was my first platinum game ever. I, I liked it that much. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and, and do this because the swinging mechanic was that good. I'm like, I, I don't mind going mission to mission too much because it's that fun to do. Um, so I was a little bit nervous about this, but everything I've heard, they've taken some of the, the issues with Spider-Man 2018 and they've fixed them. Namely, that being the side quest, the side missions. Mm. They were all pretty boring in Spider-Man 2018. They've yeah, fixed them and they're a little bit more diverse. They've taken the strengths of the old ones and they've expanded them into slightly longer missions. 
Um, also, another little thing that I noticed while writing up our um, preview today. Have you guys seen much footage? I mean, a lot of footage of this game has been released. Have you noticed when Miles swings? Have you noticed the animations of his body? Like the way his body contorts? Mm-hmm. Early in the game, he's panicked. And he, like, when he lets go of the um, web, he looks like he's falling. Yeah. And then he does it. And he's, like, he's like freaking out every single time he does it. And then I've seen some footage for later in the game. And he's doing flips. He's doing acrobatics in the air. He's getting confident. And it looks fucking cool as shit. There's another really small touch that I noticed in the trailer, which showed off the Into the Spider-Verse suit. Um, which is... Sorry, if you go back and play Spider-Man 2018 and you land on like a lamppost or something, Peter just sticks the landing every time and there's no issue. But with Miles, every once in a while, when you make one of those abrupt landings, he sort of like stumbles a little bit and almost falls off. That's cool. And it's a really cool, it's very minor, but it's so cool. And I'm like, ah, oh. I went and rewatched it. And I was like, oh, just, I love that, those little touches. Um, so you good. feel like an amateur in in 2018 Spider-Man. You came in and Peter was an established superhero. That's mm. so cool. Taking that like kind of the road to greatness. You're at the start and you're just in your footing. Peter's going to be in the game um, and he's going to be teaching you a different looking Peter. They've recast his face um, for voice acting purposes going forward. Makes sense to me. How do we feel about this? I, I've pre-ordered the shit out of this. Yeah, what, what, like whatever the fuck to, that means. Like I said, it is the one game I have pre-ordered for my PS5, and I went for the special edition because I want to replay Spider-Man 2018 because I fucking loved it, and I loved it so much. And you know, when you get a thing that you go, "Oh man, I really enjoy this," I want to share it with someone. I took it in my suitcase to Melbourne to give to my brother. Like, hey, Gaz. Play this fucking game. Please play it. It's amazing. You'll love it. It's so good. He still, to this day, has not even put it into his PS4. Fuck's sake, Gareth. I know, what right? What are you doing? What are you like, doing? Gareth, you've got one fucking... Please. Um, so, like, yeah. Don't act, like, yeah, don't act like you haven't had time recently. We've all been locked in our houses. <laughs> it's been <sighs> Spider-Man o'clock for the last three months. So, guys, I have not played Spider-Man 2018 at all. So I have no no End real podcast, interest yeah. in this. Wrap it up. But <laughs> I do watch Digital Foundry's videos religiously. And they recently did a analysis of Miles Morales. And holy crap, the technology that they use in this game. Insomniac are geniuses. They, they are incredible at oh. what they've done. Mm. And the, the city, like, it just seems, especially now with the PS5 version of Miles Morales, because the draw distance is extended and you can see crowds and cars and stuff moving much further into the distance. It doesn't feel like like a facade. It feels like a living city almost. Like, I, I'm really impressed with what I see here. It's It's incredible. I would love to play this. It will probably be one of the first things I play when I eventually do buy a PS5. I don't know, maybe four years from now. Just go around to Jesse's house and play it. It'll be fine. Nah. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse can sit there and play Godfall or something <laughs> on his Xbox. Hey, we'll, hey, this house will have two PS5s. We are we are uh, abysmal human beings in that way. A two console <laughs> household. Yeah, my girlfriend wanted one as well. Per generation, yeah, per fair. company. 
<laughs> wow. No, no, no. She's not getting an Xbox. Oh, good. Okay, we're not we're not fucking crazy. We're not Trumps, okay? <laughs> I was actually thinking to myself like earlier, I was like, oh, I don't. I've, I've got my PS4 set up in my lounge room, and with the full intention of getting a, a nice TV in this sort of gaming room that I've got set up, um, I was like, "Oh shit, I need to move it and find a space for it." And then I'm like, "Wait a second, I don't. I just need to wait a week." Yeah, and it's fine. PS4 can live out in the lounge room forever. The Simon, you could buy multiple consoles too, but you're like, "No, I'm going to be responsible and buy a house." Hey, <laughs> right, rookie, it's fake gamer. Millennials aren't allowed to buy houses, so I went, fuck you, I'm going to buy one anyway. Just to prove a point. That's that, a good millennial thing to do. Don't, you know, a rule. Yeah, a don't, rule. don't listen to a people. Re- do a anything. regular fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I will put myself into enormous debt just to prove a point. What Hell, are you going to yeah. fucking do about Combat it? Combat life. <laughs> Moving along to... I'm going to eat avocado <sighs> toast while I'm at it. Right. I'm not. That, I don't crazy. Like you can't afford it now. You I don't like avocado. I'm just gonna. say. Can you not like avocado yet have a house? It tastes like. Wet I grass. don't know why these two things have to be related. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Regardless, don't know. moving on to a little game called Pathless, which I think you two are quite excited about. I am very keen on this. I remember when Mixed we first up. talked about it, and I, I think I was the most excited out of a lot of us about it, in terms of. Um, yeah, like the way it looks and the movement and stuff, I think well, looks really just cool. Real quickly, basically, it's like an open world game where you move via shooting your arrows. Like you, you move based on momentum. So you sort of mm. skate around, and there are targets that come up, and you shoot them with your bow and arrow. And as you shoot them, you go faster and faster and faster. Very, very strange. I've got a very interesting little comparison to bring up. This reminds me of Journey. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not just in terms of the graphics, but ah, the movement. The movement, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mentioned this in the pre-show to Keelan, and Keelan's like, oh, that's a really good comparison. Because, yeah, I recently bought uh, Journey for PC and was replaying it, and I was sliding down the sand dunes right, right near the beginning, and I'm like, oh, this feels familiar. I, I couldn't quite place it. And then I was looking at the list of things for today, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, Pathless. That's what it was. It's very momentum-based. It's... Both games kind of feel like, and again, I mean, I haven't played Pathless on based on some of what I've seen, but I've played Journey. And also, Simon, great job playing Journey again. What a good game to play again. Oh, Journey's incredible. amazing. Um, incredible game. But both games have that feel of, similar to when you said running down the, down the dune, of running down the hill. Yeah. Where you have that momentum behind you. It's like, I can't stop. I want to keep running. Yeah. So I even if feel you like can't stop, you don't want to. Yeah, and- you're just being pushed forward. I, I just I love the look and the feel and this is something I always state is so long as the movement in a game feels good the rest of the game is going to be playable like Spider-Man if you can example, nail that. the basics of movement then you've got the foundations for a really fucking good game Spider-Man is a prime example of that swinging feels incredible and in so doing, you don't mind going from one end of the map to the other. You find shit to do and, you know, you have fun. You're like, ah, oh, I'm going to try go down this path this time and little things like that. So that's why I'm really keen for Pathless. I'm really excited just to feel how the how that movement's going to translate to the actual playing experience. My mm. concern is, though, 
how long will that be? Will that start to feel gimmicky after a while? Like, how long is that going to be entertaining? Because at the moment, it just it looks like Journey crossed with Breath of the Wild crossed with SSX Tricky. <laughs> how long am I going to be able to do that for? They had those puzzle sequences and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I think we said last time when we spoke about Pathless, it didn't look all that promising, the puzzling. But, I mean, everything else, you know, you can get a good few hours out of that. When you add things onto that whole, that momentum-based system, you put in new features and new tricks and stuff, new attacks, new enemies that you have to handle differently. I could see that going on for, like, a fair amount of time. Well, that's another thing that got me worried is they showed a uh, full boss battle in one of the earlier trailers where you're finding this, like, big deer bulldog thing. One of the, another one of those four like a dogs. Yeah. Um, and you're fighting it and it just... You keep repeating the same kind of things over and over again. Like, each section of the fight goes for too long. I, I, I hate it in games where they give you a challenge and you work out what the challenge is and you get good at it. And then it, keeps, it, make, it makes you keep doing it. Mm. So it's like, okay, I solved the problem and I provide, I provide the solution to the problem. I've proven that I can do the solution. Let's now move on to the next part. I solved that little riddle you've given me, developer. Let's move on. I hate it when it's like, okay, you solved it. Now keep doing it. It becomes just monotonous. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It could be because they showed the full battle in this trailer and they shouldn't have. It, it, it felt dragged out. So maybe playing it will obviously feel different because it, it looked stunning. But um, um, I, don't I, know, game, I have slight concerns about this game. Is it going to be? Yeah. Is there a physical edition of this game or just digital? think that's a physical version but i don't know I could that, that makes me um wonder about how long the game is mm. yeah and look I, I would also argue that out of all of the games in today's list it's the one that we know the least about mm. it's a yeah. game we have like we saw it in that preview show and we haven't seen anything really from it since the one thing that i do know about this game that i really like is the music i think it's really effective music. in building atmosphere um, I'm really interested yeah. to see how they they work with that because I think they used it to great effect in the latest trailer that they released. Um, I I really want to hear more of it. I think yeah, I'm, art, I'm keen like to art direction, like actual like what it looks like and how it sounds, they've nailed it. I, I I'm very um, intrigued by the gameplay loop and how long that will stay entertaining for, but. A game that will be entertaining because it's going to be very, very short is Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom comes installed for free on your PS5 um, at launch and basically plays it as a demo to show off the DualSense controller. So, I mean, the game looks cool. It's a follow-up to Astro's... What was the VR one? Astro Bot Rescue? Something like that. Rescue. Rescue Astro. Which is apparently a really good PSVR game and I, I... probably should play it in the next few days um, before the PS5 comes out. Uh, it's a follow-up to that that, yeah, showcases the dual sense. It's really all it's there for. But it's also a nice little homage to the history of the PlayStation. So as you go through these cutesy little platforming levels, you'll find, like, um, you know, a PS3 or the old PS1 mouse. And the game also takes place within the PS5. So if you look over the horizon, you see a mirrored version of the menu screen because you're inside the game. That's cool. <laughs> it's nice little touches that are happening, but it is just a, sh- it's a showcase of what this machine can do. I watched um, a Digital Foundry breakdown of it 
and they were talking about the ray tracing um, in the game. Ray tracing is just the way sort of light bounces off and reflects on surfaces and reflection bounces surfaces. And they had the PS2 camera and they were sort of flipping it over, looking at the different textures off it over some sand. And at the bottom of the the shinier plastic parts of the camera, it was a slight yellow hue because the light, the sunlight was bouncing off the sand onto the shiny plastic. And it looked that's amazing. Cool. That is very cool. But the main thing that's coming out regarding this game is the DualSense controller. Uh, people are losing their shit over this thing. Mm. Um, so the DualSense controller is a follow-up to the, the DualShock, I guess, for the PS4. And it does all sorts of things, the main one being its haptic feedback with its um, triggers and the rumble. So with the triggers, for example, Pathless will be a good example of how the triggers work. Um, a lot of bow shooting in the game, you build up tension. You can feel tension in the triggers. So as you push down, you feel it tighten up and gets to a point where you can just snap back. Um, you get that a lot in Astro's Playroom, plus you get slight vibrations. Um, some of the stand-up moments have been when rainfall rain falls onto your character's head, you feel little drops almost through the controller. Um, every single review I've, I've read has said, this is really hard to put into words, how amazing this is. So I think it's going to be something that you going to need to feel. But I'm imagining something uh, a little bit of a level up from the Joy-Cons. And we all know that Joy-Con vibrations are incredible. You could feel a different amount of marbles in each, each controller, which is still witchcraft to me. Um, I think... I think it was Digital Foundry said it quite well, which is um, like the the Xbox controller is sort of the next step, as you would expect. An evolution the next, of the yeah. uh, iteration, I think is the word. That you yeah, the, the, yeah, I think it was iteration, the next iteration, whereas the DualSense feels like a complete evolution of a controller which is and what a really controller can do. Cool, because, I mean... I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Sony pony. I've always liked the PlayStation controller, but I understand that people who prefer the Xbox controller. I like that PlayStation was that felt that far behind in the sort of the, the controller race, I guess, that they just went they went back to the drawing board and designed it from the ground up, basically, and they went real different with it. I, I also, I was just, sorry, I was just going to say I really like the fact that the texture on the DualSense oh, controller is triangle the, square sort of X. That's the thing about. That whole controller, it's a whole bunch of little details that come together mm. to create something much greater than the sum of its parts. It's so nice. high quality. Like, that's that's awesome. I know there are a lot of concerns going around. There was a rumor, as far as I know, regarding its battery life. People saying that this thing cracked after about three, four hours playing Astro's play, Playroom. I saw that online, but then I saw a lot of um, sort of well-regarded uh, gaming journalists and gaming personalities who have the, the controller and said not even close like it's not the, the best uh, battery life it's like 10 hours um, the DualShock 4 is like 43 minutes yeah. <laughs> at this point <laughs> if you're lucky um, if you're lucky which and they're comparing it to the Xbox which is about 40 hours um, so it's not anywhere near um as good in, re- in regards to its battery life as the Xbox, but it does so much more that I kind of get it. But if, yeah, if, you, if you're online and you see people being like, oh, it only lost three, four hours. As From what I can tell, again, I don't have it yet, and I'll, I'll confirm that in my review that comes out later this week. It sounds like it, it's, it, it's better than what people are saying. 
good. A lot of people think that the person who came out and set, kind of started that whole story about having a really bad battery life may just have a faulty controller. Yeah, yeah. But I true. guess, hey, we'll wait and see. I, I could be completely wrong here. I could get out of the box and laugh through it. Who knows? But on the plus side, it is USB-C um, to charge it, which is way fucking better. Charges way faster. Because I don't know anything about like the different USBs. USB-A to USB-Z. I don't know anything about it. I had every USB I see from USB-A to USB-C. Nope. Um, yeah. nope, no, no, nothing. No love nothing. for the for the Planet of the Apes musical episode of The Simpsons. Like that moment. Nothing about hating every chimp I see from chimpanzee A to chimpanzee. No, Simon, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. So moving on, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. <laughs> oh, Doctor Sayers, ah, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. Try gone. Um, no, all I was going to say really is just that with it being USB-C, it does allow for a faster charge time, so more uh, more of a power input, which also means that, yes, the controller might not last quite as long as you would hope, but, I mean, the Xbox One just still has AA batteries, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't get which that. Is, which is really weird. It's really strange. I've always found that a little bit... I don't understand why. It, it, um, it, it's sort of dumb. It's... It lasts longer, that makes sense, but it still seems antiquated. Yeah, it does. Um, but, you know, if my battery dies in the controller, I don't have to chuck the controller out. It's like that it whole... Professionally to have a new battery put in. So It's like that whole story that wasn't... I mean, it's like a... a not urban legend, but it's like a myth. That's not quite true, but the whole thing about how um, America spent millions upon millions of dollars to design pens to take into space where the ink would work when you're upside down. And the Russians took pencils. Um, I've always liked that story. I've always found that quite funny, even though it's not true. But it reminds me of that. Like, mm. the Xbox method isn't the... They haven't put as much thought into it. It's not clever, but it works best. So Yeah. Yeah. And look, I, I don't know. it's just a really minor thing to sort of point out. It doesn't matter. As long as the controllers work at the end of the day, that's the important yeah, thing. The, the, honestly, guys, like for me, if this thing lasts longer than a DualShock 4, it's already a win. So exactly, oh, I, I, I watch one episode of The Boys, and I can't get back to the menu screen at this point. I, I've, <laughs> I have cooked my controllers, um, so I'm very, very glad the new console comes at the week this week. And on that new console, I will be playing our um, last main game of the list, and a game that I never played the original of, Demon Souls. I don't know much about Demon Souls. Have you guys played Demon Souls? Nope. Well, no, shit. Demon this- Souls was very much cult classic before Dark Souls got big. So by the time Dark Souls had become big, Demon Souls had already sort of faded into obscurity. I take that back. I've played about four minutes of this game. I sort of ran to the first enemy. It killed me. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> this is too hard for me. Because <laughs> um, I am a massive coward. But this game looks stunning. Like, yeah. how they have done this with a remake, how, how a remake has become one of the prettiest games of the new consoles blows my mind um there was a 12 minute gameplay trailer that came out recently which i haven't watched unfortunately yet but about a week before there was like a four to five minute long one where you see um your character johnny demon souls i don't know what his name is do you have a name who knows but you fight this fucking fire spider and this, the part that I feel really uncomfortable about, and people who are listening is like, I played Dark Souls, I played Bloodborne. Well, you know what? You're better at games than me. Are you happy now? Great. Good work. Where this spider spits 
like uh, a liquid out, like a poison or an acid or whatever. And it sort of pushes you out of the boss room. So, you know, when you fight like a boss, you sort of go into an arena and you fight it. Yeah. It pushes you all the way out and then it lights the thing on fire. And then you get to run in and it's like, it's shooting fireballs into you. But it's kind of cool how it breaks that artificial barrier that a lot of games have where it's like you go into an area the door closes behind you enemy comes in you fight it within a certain space it sort of broke that space or it just it seemed like it broke that space I really liked it but the reason I really want to stop on this game and discuss it for a second is one of the PS5's new um, UI features is called Game Help now this is exclusive for PlayStation Plus members which you should become a PlayStation Plus member because you get bug snacks as well yeah. um and it provides in-game tips and hints and guidance at sort of the click of a button. You go into your little card menu and stuff like that. Um, and you can watch videos. They will give you tips on how to pass certain areas. Now, not all games will be um, uh, will work with this, but Demon's Souls does. And it has 180 built-in videos to help train you, give you hints of where to go and how to approach things. I love that so That's much. That's a lot. Like, 100, yeah, 180 is quite impressive. And a lot of it's going to be like, I reckon all, 100, all 180 just say get good. But if it isn't that, I'll be sad. <laughs> if there isn't at least one of them, which is just get fucking good. I like this because Demon's Souls was a game that I bought, kind of like we mentioned Go For before, because it looks pretty. I want to see this console kind of buzzing away and show me what you've got sort of thing. Um, but with these little helpful guides in, I have confidence or at least hope, hope that yeah. it will make me better at these sort of games. I, I, yeah. I am not good at slow, methodical um, combat. I, I, I rush into things. I see an opening. I'm like, oh, cool. I've seen a singular opening. Surely I can get 12 hits in because I'm an idiot and I'm impatient. And I'm an idiot. But yeah. <laughs> maybe these videos will be like, hey, Jesse, stop being an idiot. Take your time. Slow down. So I'm slowly trading up to these. Hey, guys, I've played a lot of Splatoons here, okay? I have mastered the art of dying. Death <sighs> is no longer... Hades has numbed me to death. Demon Souls. Give you a go, baby. Um, either of you keen on Demon Souls? Nope. In theory, yes, but in practicality, no. That was a very definitive no from you, there, Kills. Um, I am struggling to drag myself through Dark Souls Three right now. I just, I just don't think I get it. Like, I don't get the appeal. I don't enjoy the process of dying over and over again, and just, you know getting lucky one time and like managing to get through and then you go into a whole new area and then just one of the random regular enemies kills you after you've killed this mega strong boss like i don't know it just that's not why i play video games i i want to say this for a future episode because i i agree with you i think a lot of games use difficulty as a feature and they a lot of people people would defend a hard game because they've invested time into it mm, so it's like i've true. invested 100 hours into this game it was super difficult i got through it therefore if you say one bad thing about it i will jump on you 
And it's a really strange mentality right now. I want to explore it in the future episode. I really want to hear from someone who loves those games. I really want to hear their perspective because I haven't heard it. Oh, mate. Off the, off the people I know who are good at these sort of games, they'll tell you. Mm, that's true. That's right. You're all um, jerks. You're all jerks. What are you going to do now? Huh? <laughs> I'm the I've, final boss. I've never really given Dark Souls games a chance. I own Dark Souls 1 Remastered on the Switch, and I own Bloodborne. Never played them. Yeah, same here. I played, I played maybe like an hour of Bloodborne, got up to some sort of uh, wolf man. I'm like, dude, you you seem like you're mad at me. I, I think I've played maybe about 15 minutes of Dark Souls 1 Remastered, and that was it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I'll come back to it later. You have to be really weird because of the stance we're all taking. If this podcast, you know, takes off. And also, I mean, everyone listening, thanks for the support. We've had crazy, crazy support we started back in fucking February. So thank you for that. But if we get bigger, are you all prepared to be called cucks? <laughs> Look, maybe one day I'll play a fucking Souls game properly and I'll see whether or not I like it. But until then, eh. I yeah. again in theory I should like the games I should appreciate them and I should very much but like I do appreciate that sort of uh repetitive challenge as it were I understand why people don't I understand why you guys aren't necessarily a big fan of it but I like the th- I guess sort of the feeling of throwing yourself at a wall and finding the way to get over it I like that sort of challenge and yeah, I, like with Demon Souls, it is one of those games where I'm like, oh, it looks pretty, but I just I don't know if I'm ever going to actually properly play it. So I can't validate that purchase. I can't go, yep, yeah, I'm going to spend a million dollary dues on this game that I'm never going to play. Now, all the games we've gone through today, majority of them are PlayStation exclusives because the PlayStation had, uh, in comparison to past launch lineups for consoles has a pretty decent launch lineup now um the xbox however doesn't really and a lot of the reviews coming out regarding the xbox x and s say they're they're great machines they're powerful machines but where are the games um i think it it definitely missed having halo at launch but even i don't think even halo by itself would have been enough it does however have game pass which We've spoken about Game Pass. We've lauded, we've praised Game Pass. Game Pass is amazing. It's the best value deal in gaming. I'm getting the Xbox on Tuesday. Tell me what I'm playing on Game Pass. Okay, so firstly, I wanted to disagree with you um, because I don't think that the PlayStation 5 has a good launch line. I don't think either of the consoles have a good launch line. It has. No, I'm going to take back. It's got one, back a PlayStation 5 has got decent. one great game. Godfall. Mm. No, <laughs> don't lie. Sure, sure. All right, we can we can no, settle no. on Godfall. Compare it compare it to past um lineups, and it 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 it's one of the better ones. Launch lineups aren't good. There's this weird thought that everyone has like this is a shitty launch lineup. They're all shitty launch lineups. Like what? I mean, uh, what did the PS4 have at launch? I had like Resogun. Yeah, to be fair, Resogun was fun. Resogun was sick. <laughs> Sorry. Resogun was fucking ace. Resogun was amazing. I would love a Resogun too. Um, maybe in VR somehow. Hmm. Anyway, but, uh, that, was, your that question. was quite a short game. No, you've taken me off off I'm off the rails. So I'm going crazy. I'm going to talk about Flintstones again. No, oh God, no. Um, <laughs> Simon, real quickly, Flintstones or Jetsons? 
Vincent. All right. Keelan, you can continue. <laughs> well, Jesse, <laughs> it's a living. Um, Simon, when you got your new house, did you get a pelican to you wash? <laughs> I, I didn't, and I was umming and ahhing about it, but I went for one so, of them fancy new washing machines, you know? See, he says, yeah. he, like, he's like, oh, I couldn't afford that, but you can't see. In the background, he has four barracuda sticky taped together as a sewing machine. Well, You yeah, can't see it because you're listening at home. I'm going to go cry to my robot maid about Jesse and Simon bullying me. But, you know, answer to your question. <laughs> it's 11. All Xbox Series launch games. So you've got some Game Pass games, right? And they should have uh, Xbox Series X versions. What the enhancements are, I can't tell you the specifics. But we've got a handful board. of games. So if you have your Game Pass, you'll be able to play these day one on your Series X console. Dead by Daylight. Um, I don't know if you guys have played that. It's yeah. some survival horror dumb. I don't know. It's not super into it. It's gotten really popular recently again. It's experienced a bit it's, of a research. Like a streaming thing is, is quite popular. I think so, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I have no interest in it. Forza Horizon 4, Gears of War 5, Gears hey. Tactics. Jesse, you like tactics heard, type games. I've, I've heard, heard good really things about Gears Tactics. Yeah. Mm. Actually, the game, go through the whole list and I'll tell you the game that I've already got on my list of games I'm going to be playing on Tuesday. We've also got Grounded, we've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps, we've got Sea of Thieves, Tetris Effect Connected, and The Tourist. Those are the games so, that we'll be able to play. Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, will have like 120 frame. 120 frame mode. Um, yeah. and I played I played a few hours of it earlier this year via Game Pass. I'll be starting again because that game is beautiful and i really disappointed myself that i didn't stick with it to, to finish it by i'm going to do that now um gears 5 will be the game that i play out of those uh mm. i always read about like the the resolutions and the frames per second but just like technically it sounds quite good i've never played a gears game before i've heard they're quite fun plus dave batista is going to be in it now and keelan as oh. you know as a massive wrestling fan myself i'm really sold on the idea of um, Dave Bautista, Drax himself, being in the you game. You mean Love the wrestling. animal? Yeah, he's. Uh, he <laughs> yeah, I remember him as the animal. He's he's replacing um, Marcus Phoenix. Um, so they wholesale just remove Marcus Phoenix, and it becomes Batista, the wrestling persona who takes Put him his all games. I want Fantastic. Dave Bautista to take over Quiet from Metal Gear Solid: Phantom Pain. Yeah, I could see that. So I want to see him rolling around the water, drinking it through his body as an excuse to be half naked. Oh, God. Um, yeah, guess what? I want to see it's, wet Dave Batista. It's, um, Give I think me it's what I want. At, uh, four. <laughs> yes, yes. I got, I got it with a wrestling reference. <laughs> Bang. Uh, Keelan, don't act like you're, you're, you're a little bit proud about that, aren't you? Je Jesse's first wrestling reference ever. Um, that is not Chris Benoit related. Not Chris, Chris Benoit, the but like Chris Benoit, lie. I will be wiping people. I won't get that dark in this one. Nope, nope, I, nope, I, have, nope. One, I have one wrestling story and I got it from last podcast on the left. Nope, nope, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, Gears 5, uh, it's running at 4K resolution, 60 frames, and multiplayer is running at 120 frames. That's pretty cool. Um, Damn. That's if, really good. That's if, really good. If you have a screen that supports it, which most people don't. So it's 
not really going to mean all that much to everyone. I think I do. Your Ooh. screen that you're looking at right now, Jesse, it does. My monitor. Yes. Oh, and I think my TV does as well. Cool. I hope it I does. I think I, just, I could have just made that up. Just sound cool. I don't fucking know. You might have. Point. It's pretty rare and pretty <laughs> Hot, expensive. Guys. I'm so. melting in this room. And because of that reason. Oh, also, sorry. Another game I'm very excited for. Grounded. Remember we played that a few yeah. weeks ago? A few months yes. ago. Whenever it was. A few months I'm keen ago. to play it yeah. again. Did they have cross play? I don't know. I assume so. Well, it, that, used, it used the Xbox friend service. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking imagine. it does. And if it does. Yeah, we can do a follow-up. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's a little bit of fun. Hey. <laughs> well, let's end the episode on a joke about a game that's not even included in our list of launch lineup games, because that's how we roll, and wrap things up. So if you want to listen to more of our bullshit, if you want to listen to why did I bring up Flintstone so many times today, um, the superior of the timeless classics, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe, leave us a review. While you're there, check out Fan Critical Podcasts, all sorts of podcasts, movie reviews, TV show, TV show reviews, TV reviews, TV series reviews. Um, they're also on all good podcast services. This week on StoryModeGaming.com, we're going to have a button of previews and console reviews and our thoughts and news. It's a big week. It's a big month coming up for StoryModeGaming.com, so make sure to check us out. Um, we're also on Facebook at StoryModeGamingOz, Twitter at StoryModeOz, and Instagram at StoryModeGaming. We're also on Patreon to search for Fan Critical. Chuck a couple of bucks our way, you get access to a few extra shows, and access to the Discord server run by our very own Simon Evans. You can go, th- go through there and talk to him about your favourite Godfall weaponry and loadout. He'll be all about that. And now, because I'm on a... Ignore it. Well, you can't. These people are paying big money. Speak to you, so you can't ignore it. This is your That's job. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't ignore, I wouldn't ignore you as an individual. He'll, he'll ignore me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay money on yeah. our own Patreon to talk to Simon during the week. He, we, I, can only, I can only talk to him on Sundays for free. Um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Otherwise, there's $1.50 for each sentence. He charges by the minute. Well, before I start running out of money giving Simon my credit card, he doesn't shit. Let's wrap it up. So, Keelan, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Simon, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And everyone at home, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you're having just a a good time. You know what I mean? Hope you're staying safe. I hope you have a really big week this week playing all your new games. And if you miss out on the new consoles, um, hang in there. There'll be another batch coming around soon. And let's face it, we'll all have these things in the next year or so, so don't stress too much. But uh, yeah, if you get anyone, good work. And stay safe, play some games, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Kisses. I'm a sheets man myself. <laughs>